0: today is Wednesday, the 19th of September 2018. Hurricane Florence hit the Carolina coast over the weekend with strong winds as a category 3 storm, but the rain is the primary factor as large-scale flooding is even now taking place in areas near Fayetteville and Wilmington, North Carolina. Rivers are rising to never-before-seen heights, spilling over into farms and cities, turning Interstate 40 into a river for the time being. The city of Wilmington has been cut off entirely from access as all roads in and out of the city are completely impassable, several feet of rain have fallen in some areas affecting those downriver who may not have gotten as much rain but are flooding now due to overflowing rivers. With at least 21 people killed from the storm, over $17 billion in damages, and widespread destruction from flooding and multiple tornadoes inside the hurricane, Florence is the worst storm so far in 2000. 2000- 2018 to hit the US and is going down in history as the wettest tropical cyclone ever in the Carolinas. Apple has announced its next generation of iPhones, and one of them is by far the biggest iPhone yet. This according to The Verge, which stated that the two new models are called the iPhone XS and iPhone XS Max. The phones look almost identical to their predecessor, the iPhone X, but there are two immediate differences. For one, they're both available in gold, unlike last year, and most importantly, the XS Max is huge. It's not just the biggest iPhone ever, it's one of the biggest phones ever made. In addition to the iPhone XS and XS Max, Apple also announced a lower cost model that splits the difference in size called the iPhone XR. And if you're thinking lower cost means cheap, think again. The lower cost XR comes in at $749 with the base versions of the XS and XS Max starting at $1,000, and $1,100, respectively. And for some, that is the true definition of excess. Show me that's my- Popular late 80s and early 1990s ABC sitcom Growing Pains was the official start of then-child actor Kirk Cameron's career. Known for his role as the son of the Seaver family Mike in the popular sitcom, Kirk was nominated for two Golden Globe Awards and like so many his aides at that time, he had a very promising Hollywood career in front of him. Ironically, in the show, his character's girlfriend was played by Chelsea Noble, who would go on to become Kirk Cameron's wife in later years. Born in Panorama City, California, Kirk Cameron considered himself to be an atheist. When asked, he would firmly deny that a god existed. He would even go so far as to state that these Christians are performing their own theoretical lobotomies on themselves in order to believe otherwise. However, at age 17, his life flipped dramatically when a fellow actor on the Growing Pains set invited him to a church in Fullerton, California. Reluctantly accepting the invite, Kirk left the church service with many questions on its content about God's judgment, sin, grace, mercy, and what the cross of Christ was all about. All these nagging questions haunted him until one day, while driving down Van Nuys Boulevard in Los Angeles, he suddenly had to pull over. The thought had just occurred to him, what if he was to die right then and there in a car crash? What if he was wrong? And right there, Kirk, in his words, prayed the clumsiest prayer that's probably ever been prayed. I closed my eyes, he said, because I thought that's what you were supposed to do when you pray. I said, God, if you are there, please show me. If you are real, I need to know. Kirk began to study the Bible, and he couldn't seem to get enough of it. But returning to the Growing Pains set, his colleagues started to notice a marked difference in him. He was no longer that kid who lived it up, and he started to have objections to inappropriate content on the show. By 1992, the show ended, and Kirk distanced himself from the colleagues of his former self. In the coming years, he left the Hollywood scene, and his future as a big star dissolved, as his faith and his commitment to a Christ-focused integrity drove him far away from the scenes and the lifestyles of worldly Hollywood. Acting in lower-budget films such as the Left Behind series, Kirk Cameron focused primarily on ministry and sharing the gospel however he could while still growing in the knowledge of it himself. This increased after forming a partnership with the Way of the Master host and evangelist Ray Comfort. In 2008, Kirk Cameron starred in the highest-grossing independent film of that year, Fireproof, a Christian drama about marriage and commitment even in the fires of life. Although many have all but blocked out the memory of the once-teenage star, Kirk Cameron's commitment to serve Christ over money fame or stardom has encouraged many in similar struggles, and his passion for sharing the Gospel of Christ has triggered many eye-opening questions and thoughts in both Christians and non-Christians alike. In Galatians 6, we read that as brothers and sisters in Christ, we are to bear one another's burdens. Paul writes that in so doing we are obeying the law of Christ, which is love. For many, a Pilgrim's Progress-esque image may appear in our minds of trying to help someone carry a huge bag or heavy items over their shoulder. But what does bearing one another's burdens look like in the Christian life? Well, here commentator William Hendrickson gives us a helpful observation on this passage. This does not merely mean, he says, to tolerate each other or put up with each other, it means to jointly shoulder each member's burdens. In Matthew 22, we glean that love for God first and love for others second summarizes the entire law. Everything is encompassed by our true, biblically defined love for God and others. So it goes without saying that this biblical love would define our life as believers in Christ, and that we would minister to others as a result of our love for them. But what is this burden that we read about in Galatians 6? Well, the original text of Galatians was written in Greek, and Paul used a word in Greek that denotes a heavy load, and not just a heavy load, but an unbearable weight, something that makes it very clear that just one individual simply can't carry it by themselves, which makes it evident and obvious that, as believers, we need one another to help solder the burdens of life. It may be difficulties in life or hardships such as financial, family, literal work, and so on. Maybe even responsibilities like day-to-day tasks or duties. And while these are great burdens to help solder with our brothers and sisters in Christ, the core here of burden-bearing is spiritual accountability and responsibility. Now It seems that the burden that Paul is writing about here are sins, temptations, which we come alongside fellow believers during, all the while discipling, encouraging, praying with and for, and providing accountability to those struggling, as a fellow sinner and also as a fellow believer. And this goes both ways, humbly accepting this type of discipleship and sincere love from others who may see struggles in our own lives as well, as we read in Galatians 6, the one who is taught the word is to share all good things with the one who teaches him. Again, these are loads that one person alone simply can't carry, which emphasizes once more that flying solo isn't the way that Scripture speaks of the Christian walk. The Holy Spirit is desirous for everyone in the body of Christ to be engaged in support of one another in some way, shape, or form, such as is seen in this type of accountability in love. May we, as believers in Christ, always be thankful to God that He has provided to us His Holy Spirit, who is Able to help us to bear one another's burdens no matter how large or difficult. And may we also pray that God would give us humility when the love of other believers leads them to come alongside of us to shoulder our burdens and encouragingly draw us closer to Christ through prayer together and through the reading of His Word.